openings for freight train conductors. Join the CSX team and start your paid-on-the-job training today, earning nearly $25 per hour with no degree required. If you're safety-focused with a passion for great service, you've got what it takes to move your career forward at CSX. Apply at CSX.com slash careers. That's CSX.com slash careers. CSX is an equal opportunity employer. Water stains on the shower glass. Try rubbing some shaving cream on. Tyler's cleaning crew knows every housekeeping trick in the book. Handling timesheets now. But they need a proper bookkeeper to keep finances tidy. New equipment is a business expense, right? Indeed can help them hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. New Orleans Pelicans basketball is on the air. Pump fake. Bounce feed to Jonas. Up top, B.I. Straight away three. Good! Bucket! Bucket! Good! Rumble, young man! Ball game! Hi, this is Todd Graffinini. Join Daniel Salerson and me as the Pelicans take on the Los Angeles Lakers. Sunday at 9 p.m. on ESPN 100.3 New Orleans. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, saddle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. General D and Travis. First hour already over with. We spoke with at Impatient Bull over on Twitter, Chris Connor, who basically hosted the Twitter spaces for the New Orleans Pelicans, having Kendrick Perkins on. This upcoming hour, we're going to talk to Rafael Esparza, Mr. Vegas at 115. And then we'll transition back to the New Orleans Pelicans at 130, talking to Daniel Sellerson previewing tonight's game against the Phoenix Suns. Um, the Suns won last night against the Oklahoma City Thunder. But before we get in, into anything, I have to start off every hour with this song. Why you What? You guys were talking about LeBron earlier, and I'm still not happy I might have purple and gold on, but there's a, there's a strip of green in between us, so not for you Lakers. I have my LeBron shoes on, I have my LeBron shirt on, and I did not appreciate Jack saying that LeBron points fingers at people. I am not happy. Well, let's get back into the discussion that we ended last hour on, and, and that was just what Jack kind of said. Do, do these star players have too much power in, in leagues? Okay, so... Let's let's talk about the LeBron thing for a while, right? Um, we we had this discussion uh, two days ago, right? About wherever he goes, he's he's bringing in people. Where's the one organization that he didn't have power, which would be Miami, right? Pat Riley ran that show. You weren't going to run Pat Riley, and that organization looks really good ever since Pat Riley is gone. It took Cleveland a few years to get it right once LeBron left as well, and now we we have LeBron in L.A. And you can say, yeah, he's had too much power there. But 
let's go back even further. That organization has been bad even before LeBron got there. There was a time they couldn't get a sit down with LaMarcus Eldridge, yo. Like LaMarcus Eldridge would not sit down with, with the Los Angeles Lakers to talk about a contract. That organization has always just been, since the buses have been there, they've been questionable. Whoa, this, this is a little weird from you, Travis, right now. Oh, here we go, man. I am not Whoa. a Los Angeles Lakers fan. I am a LeBron it's, fan. It, you have the colors on right now. What do you mean you're not because a Los Angeles Lakers Because it's a LeBron. Uh, okay. On, you know what? LA. I'm going to bring in, I, I'm going to start just wearing a bunch of LeBron stuff that does not have LeBron's name is L-E-B-R-O-N, oh, not L-A. God. It says L-A oh. on your shirt. Lo- it's just LA a LeBron thing. I think thing, I can man. talk to this. Okay. So I've been around a little while now. Right? Oh, okay. boy. Here we go. So here we go. Is It really goes back to David Stern. David Stern started marketing the league because of the star players, star power. And that's when you really were at the peak of the, I guess, the hype of star players is when you had Larry Bird and you had Magic Johnson, East Coast, West Coast, Black, White, Showtime, you know, Glitz and Glamour, Grand City, that whole thing. So all of a sudden, as these brands start to grow, this power that Jack kind of talks about is is beholden to the stars of the league. Yes. Because that was the marketing thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it was actually ingenious because because now that guys move around, it doesn't really change the tarnish the brand of the NBA. The brand of the NBA is pretty solid. I yes. mean, when you look at it internationally, it, that's one thing that people forget. In the U.S., football's king. Mm-hmm. Internationally, it's soccer. Yes. Right? But the other the piece that people are growing at leaps and bounds is basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, guys like Dirk Nowitzki, because of the Dream Team, actually started to pick up a basketball because of what they were able to see with these guys who were these unbelievable larger-than-life characters. So a guy like LeBron is all about business, man. That's about, the, <laughs> you know, that's the Jay-Z line. Yeah. You know, keep it real. It's not about the fact that he's about uh, Cleveland or Miami, or about L.A., he's about Braun. Yeah. And his whole his whole you know mechanism, the clutch sports, oh, come is... Oh, Can we leave clutch Well, no, it's thing? true because how does clutch become an agent? Because he's uh, a boy okay. with LeBron, right? Brian Windhorst literally said earlier this week that the reason why the Lakers have a championship is, is only because of clutch sports and Rich Paul. Okay, the Lakers have a championship because David Griffin uh, gave up the what, farm. That's not what Wendy said. I mean, you know, you know, you know what? I'm I'm really not appreciating this hate. I'm about to take out this headset and just walk by. Here. Uh, <laughs> no, just it, keep it real. I mean, it, you know. Okay, if we go keep it real, okay. As a LeBron fan, I appreciate everything that he does. He does bring winning wherever he goes. Right. Right now, it's hard to watch that LA team. Because you got low top, you got low top shoes wearing uh, Mr. Glass over here, who comes off AD. With, who comes off of three weeks of injuries, goes out there on the court with low top shoes after an ankle injury, and then he rolls his ankle again. And I, I mean, yeah, as somebody who likes the Pelicans and saw him here, it's just like you just playing rinse and repeat. And sometimes I just want to sock him in his face sometimes, man, because he just does the dumbest things. That we digress. LeBron is playing out of his mind right now to say he's almost in year twenty. Okay, he's 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 being doing ridiculous. He's about to be the number one scorer ever in that league. He's why are you why are y'all hating on AD though? AD was the sole reason why they won the, I the hate LA in, in the bubble. I don't like LA. I don't like the Palenka. I don't like Russell Westbrook. I didn't like Kobe. I like Shaq. I don't like I don't like LA. I I, I hated that he went there. But I gotta, I gotta wear the colors because he went there. But know? LeBron's the one that's been orchestrating all these championships because oh, we can't, we can't give it to not David. All, well, not Miami, you, no, not Miami, no, not Miami. But that's not what Miami. I'm saying. That's the only one. So where did he win two at? He won two in Cleveland. 
No, he won two in Miami. In Miami. He won one in Cleveland, one in in L.A. One in L.A. Yeah. Right? So maybe the guys that are in the front office maybe know a little something. And that really goes to speak to the fact that David Griffin was in charge, and it was really run by LeBron. Okay. So that's a better question for which organizations are run properly more than – who who more than star players because LeBron is running the show over there, but you can't trust Rob Palenka to run the show right now. It does not look good with him doing it. Rob Palenka had a chance to to move some pieces around to get something, and he didn't. And everybody was like, "Well, LeBron's outing Rob Palenka." Man, I'd out my GM too if I told him to make a move, and he didn't. But Rob Palenka is his puppet. He put him in place. He put him in power. Look, Palenka was there before him. Yeah, but he's the one that got him over there because it was his agent at one time. No, he wasn't his agent. He was Kobe's agent. Kobe's I'm sorry. Yes. He's Kobe's agent. He's Kobe's agent. But, then, but yeah. then when LeBron comes in, LeBron's the one that puts his team together. It yeah. wasn't all about Palenka. No, 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 no. Right. No, no, no. You can say LeBron got AD over there. You can say he got Russ over there. That's fine. The pieces around that? They don't look good. No, you because can, you had guys that were having to come in and play on short money. So you had guys at the end of their contract who are names are now having to fill roles. As we know, that younger talent, once it starts to develop, it takes a little while to get it there. That's been my knock on Griff, okay? You know, he wanted to grow this organization organically. And some of the things he says has a lot makes a lot of sense. But when you're d- drafting a Jackson Hayes in the top ten. yeah. And he's not really ready to play. Yeah. I mean, he was a guy that was really going to probably be sent down to the G League in his first year until there was some injuries, and all of a sudden he got thrusted into the scene, which he came out, he's a human highlight reel at times, and actually Jackson is now playing within his position mm-hmm. because he's more of a face-up guy. He's not a guy with his back to the basket banging around with fives. He also has a better mentor in Valanciunas than Derek Favor. A 100%, and he's a professional. And so Steven that's been with that – yeah, and then also and you, Steven Adams. Yeah. And Steven Adams. Yeah. You, so Kyra Lewis was another one, mm-hmm. right? He was a guy that was 17 years old in in college, mm-hmm. right? So he goes to Alabama for two years. He comes in, and now he's another draft pick. You were hoping him to play right away. Physically, the guy just didn't have the body. He's, so, he's like, you know, neat, neat. he's so fast, but he didn't have the body to be able to guard anybody. So here's the thing that, that we don't really talk enough about, except because it happens more in the NBA then it happens in the NFL. Because in the NFL, you got to spend two years, right? You have to do those two years. You can't get out. That's it, right? Man, the NBA coming, when they pluck from the NCAA, it has not looked good lately. None of those players look really good. Like, you can say the top three players that they pluck from look really good. Kate Cunningham looks really good. The guy in um, the guy in uh, Houston looks really good. And Mobley. Yeah. And that's it. Like, nobody else, you really look at it, those two stand out. Everybody else just looks like middle-of-the-pack role players. Cause re- and, and it's like that every year when you pluck from the NCAA now. The reason is is that people are drafting on potential. Yeah. Right? So they're not nearly drafting on production. That's the difference with the NFL. The NFL is drafting on production. Yeah. So these guys are coming in and actually can be plug-and-play guys right when they hit the field. But there's only 32 number one picks that have fully guaranteed contracts, mm-hmm. which means every year – that that means that roster has to get turned over by at least one person. Yeah. And a lot of times you got guys like Herb Jones who are second round picks come in and they take the spot of other guys that were not maybe on the same timeline. The reason Herb Jones, I love Herb because he's played some defense and he does all the little things right. Plus he's a coach's son, which I think helps him <laughs> that he's able to understand the game. When you look at his game, 
it's not so much that he's able to lock down a great defender. He knows how to play without the basketball. He cuts a lot of times and gives himself opportunities opposed to just waiting around for the ball to come to him to make a play. And I go back to the things that we, we were just kind of talking about with, with guys whose who's, you know, timelines have been stagnated. The Trey Murphy thing <laughs> makes absolutely no sense to me. <laughs> I got a great little story. You're you all going to love this one. Is I'm at the um, – it's, it's Valentine's night. And my wife had gotten some tickets for, for um, from floor seats against uh, – they were playing, I believe, it was Portland. And we're sitting there. Man, the game's going back and forth. We were out for a nice meal. And, man, I was excited all, all get out, man. We go into the club. They got some some nice little candies and drinks and all that. And you're sitting there, man, you, you're thinking you're a big timer. Well, then the game goes on. And, man, they, they out here lighting it up. CJ's playing well. I mean, everything's, up by 30. everything's going well. Well, you're sitting there going, when is Trey going to get in the game? How big you got to get up to get Trey in the game? So all of a sudden, there was a free throw at our end of the of the floor. I'm sitting behind the basket on the floor, and all of a sudden, I'm in a red jacket of all things because it's Valentine's Day, and I'm a Pelicans fan. And all of a sudden, I yell, "Willie!" And everybody, I mean, it's silent. I yell it loud, "Willie!" And the whole bench looks over at me. Is like, "Uh oh, he just called out coach." And I said, "Don't forget about Trey. You need to get him in the game, like loud." And, and all the people in my section were just like, no, you didn't do it. You didn't do it. And sure enough, the ball went in transition. He got in the game, and David Wesley was sitting behind me and goes, man, he goes, I'm glad you said that because I can't believe that this kid hasn't been getting more more, more minutes. It's unbelievable. I don't know what's going on. And I, when I evaluate it, looking at it just from a, a lens of a coach, guys that are getting minutes aren't being, are being productive. Obviously, we can point to the, the Garrett Temple thing. But then there's other times where you'd say you need a guy that can actually shoot the ball. And the times that he's been in the game prior to that one game that, that I, I called out for him to get in, he actually had some good production, so even on the defensive end. So doesn't this go kind of back to what we were talking about, like drafting players from the NCAA and drafting them on potentials? Now, doesn't that – we put some of that, that uh, pressure on the organization to start actually developing the talent. Because – We've never questioned the draft picks here. We can always say that people have plucked from us and won championships. We just had another situation. Uh, was that last? Yeah, last year Milwaukee wins a championship, and who's on that championship team? You know, Drew Holiday's right there. We can always say people have pulled from us. They've pulled J.R. Smith from us. They pulled Tyson Chandler from us to win championships. Birdman has won championships. We can say that people pluck from us and, and remove it and remove the talent that we had. Let's keep it here. Let's develop it. Let's actually get the staff to develop it. And if anybody on the Pelicans staff out there hears us, we're tired of losing players. Like we're, tired of, we're tired of hearing big market, trying to hear these eight big market teams are actually coming out here to pick players. We're tired of hearing that, man. Like that, that, that is one of the most annoying things in the world, to have all the potential and then have it drained from you from somebody else. Although I do think we're set up for success. I do believe that because – We've got guys that were in the big market, such as a Brandon Ingram, who feels more comfortable in the New Orleans market. Mm-hmm. He really feels like he's a guy that kind of gets New Orleans. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing. He's a country I th- boy. He's a country boy. Yeah, yeah. Same <laughs> thing when I think with Zion as well. Zion's a guy that was from North Carolina. He's, he's a country over boy. Here yeah. And he feels at home. Like, you can go to a restaurant and everybody's not, like, running up to him and saying all this kind of stuff now. He's got to get back on the floor, and he's got to play better. He's got to be able to be the team, the, the guy that we think he's going to be. But once we get that, I think the sky's the limit for this team. Love the discussion. We're going to take a break from that. We'll come back to it. But up next, we have Raphael Esparza at BSI Doc Sports coming on next segment. Don't know if you guys are any betting men, but, hey, looking forward to this weekend's sporting events and seeing what he has to say 
Um, you're listening to ESPN Radio New Orleans, the flagship station of the New Orleans Pelicans. Calvin Braxton Ford is your brand new car dealer in Lockport, Louisiana. They cannot wait for you to stop in and take a look at their big town inventory and small town prices. Schedule your test drive today and let one of their trained sales staff help you every step of the way. Their skilled management team ensures that you'll have a phenomenal experience, whether it be sales, service, parts, or financing. Ford, the number one brand in America. Stop by today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. An accident with an 18-wheeler can cause king-size problems and wreck your life. If you've been injured by a big rig, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. The King Firm attorneys are experienced at handling 18-wheeler crashes and will see king-sized awards for their clients. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the king. If you've been in an accident with an 18-wheeler, ring the king at 909-KING. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates on auto insurance, but what does that mean? Surprising. This often means something comes out of nowhere, like finding that $20 bill in your dryer. Great? Well, obviously, great means superior. Rates? Simply what one pays in exchange for something. And in this case, that something is State Farm being there when you need them most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios in Cutoff. A new name, a new era. TGMC is now Terrebonne General Health System. This change reflects our transition to more of an all-around healthcare partner rather than just a healthcare provider. With new facilities, new innovations, and new ways to help you, we've done more than change our name. We've changed our future. To see what's new at Terrebonne General Health System, visit tghealthsystem.com. Oh, big talker, ain't you? A man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. It's not Gus Kattengill, it's Jordan Cleaver alongside with General D and Travis, member of LeBron's Kingdom. Right now, we have Rafael Esparza, Mr. Vegas himself. You can follow him over on Twitter at VSIDocSports. How you doing, Raphael? I bet this is your, you know your favorite time of the year. I say that sarcastically. Uh, just no, this is my favorite. Uh, one of my favorite times of year because you got college basketball pretty much oh, revved up. On. I love me some college hoops. Uh, I'll take college basketball over NFL any day of the week. I mean, you missed a really good game with Providence the other day, double overtime, had some good games last night. So this is one of my favorite times, even though everyone's crying because there's no more football. <laughs> I was I was talking about Mardi Gras. I, th- I thought you loved the Mardi Gras season, right? Uh, it's it's not my favorite. I'm still trying to think. Why am I going to dive on a street for a plastic rubber ball or a bead that says 1999 still on it? So I'm still trying to figure that out. Well, Raphael, thank you for joining us today. Um, 
first question that I have for you. Pelicans finally play tonight against the Phoenix Suns. The Suns won the other night against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, what are the odds on this matchup? Do the Pelicans stand a chance? I know the, the Suns have gone on a little streak here um, as recently. Basically the whole season, they've only lost 10 games. Yeah, I mean, they're six-and-a-half-point favorites. They opened up at six-and-a-half. Not much line movement. The total's gone crazy. Opened up at 225, now 230. Uh, I just guess they're not saying the Pelicans are going to show up any uh, defense tonight on the road. I think they can hang around. Phoenix played last night. There's still no CP3. I don't think they're going to rev up uh, a lot of minutes to Booker and some key guys. Because, I mean, we're like, what, three weeks away before playoffs pretty much starts. I don't if the uh, Phoenix gets in a big lead, maybe they hold back on some of the starters. I can see the Pelicans keeping this close. I have Phoenix winning, but I think the Pelicans can make a game out of it. Raphael, this is Travis here. Uh, since we're talking about these uh, these odds real quick, since uh, Phoenix is on the table, what are the MVP odds right now? I personally believe that DeMar DeRozan should be the front oh. runner. And I don't I think that you. is close. Um, but since since Phoenix is playing tonight, let's talk a little about Devin Booker and his MVP odds. You know, I really think the centerpiece of that team is CP3. But what are the MVP odds out there? Is it is it DeMar DeRozan number one? Is it Joel Embiid? What we got out here? Uh, the big men are getting all the love, and it's, in which I'm kind of glad they are because the big men have got forgotten, seems like, the last couple of the years with Embiid. And, and reigning MVP joke right now, but I'm sorry. Yeah, Demar Derozan is the MVP. What the, what he's done in the city of Chicago, what he's done for what the past eight nine games, third averaging over I think what 38 points a game, game winner last night. If you had told me the Bulls would have been the top three team in the East, I would have said you're crazy. Uh, I like Demar Derozan. I, I will put him second. I think what Embiid's been doing in Philly with all the headache they had to do with. Your guys from your boy from LSU who can't hit a jump shot. Uh, maybe he should do whoa, Rick Barry free throw style. Not too style. much, of my boy. Uh, I, I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say Joe Embiid number one, Demar Derozan number two, and I think the reigning MVP Joe Kick was three. Um, one more question: What about the odds uh, on the increase of odds since the Nets have made that trade for Ben Simmons? Have we seen an increase or a, de- a decrease in odds there? Because uh, I looked up something, and I I, I, I think I want to take a flyer on that Nets making the championship, at least winning the East. Um, I do like Ben Simmons being in, uh, come in and play some defense, because we know Kyrie ain't playing no defense, and we know KD ain't playing no defense. So uh, what, what we got over there with the Nets? And they're going to be healthy. I mean, KD's not going to be probably 100% coming back. So I think that's the biggest thing. They're not even uh, healthy so let's say, to make a playoff run. Right now, they're in the eighth seed. They're eight games back. If they keep on losing like they have, I mean, the 10th seed Atlanta Hawks is only 10 games behind them. So what if they don't even make the playoffs? Let's make the playoffs first. I, I don't like their chances at all. I don't see really? them beating the Bucks in a seven-game series. I don't see them beating the Heat in a seven-game series. Uh, I think the Bulls would give them a hard time, especially when Ball – especially when Ball comes back and that bench gets a little deeper with Alex Caruso, who plays some monster defense. Uh, They're going to be a hard time winning the East, maybe not even making the playoffs, but I'm not a big lover for the Nets. So keep on betting the Nets because I think I can buy a brand-new car if the Nets don't make the playoffs. (laughs) So, Raphael, you like the the over tonight or what? Uh, In the Pelicans game? Yeah. Uh, No, there's no more value on there. I I thought there was great value at 224, 225, at 230. 
Uh, I don't see that. I think it comes down. I, I, I would not be shocked if it closes around 228, uh, but there's no more value in the over at 230, even though uh, I don't think we're going to see that much defense play in this game. You mentioned college basketball. Who's your top seeds right now going into, I guess, the tournaments? Uh, I'm not a homer. Jordan knows that, but I think mm-hmm. uh, a West Coast is going to cut down the nets. My number one team, Arizona being the number one overall Ooh. team, I think, by then and done. I think Gonzaga will be the second number one team. SEC is going to battle for the third one. It's either going to be Auburn, maybe Kentucky, if Kentucky win a big road game this week at, at Arkansas. And I think the last one will probably be Kansas unless they don't hiccup uh, like they normally do in conference tournaments. But uh, I think two number one teams are coming out of the West. Well, always with the tournament, it seems to be guard play that kind of drives things. And if you're looking at the SEC, I, I really like the way that uh, Auburn's been playing right now. I watched that LSU game against Kentucky the other night. And, you know, LSU had a, a 10-point lead and, just couldn't close the door and, and really did a lot of dumb things. I and mean, I think we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But, um, you know, what's, what's your take on, on, on the guard play? Who's, who do you think is that premier guard that's, that's at Arizona or Gonzaga that's going to really take this to the next level? I, my, my first gut feeling when the season started, I thought Purdue was going to uh, cut down the nets to get those two big seven-footers. They have a deep bench. If they can hit the three ball, they're going to be a tough out. Right now, I think the hottest team is Arizona, and I would say it's going to be – I'm going to stick with Purdue uh, on there, but uh, I, I don't like to go backwards on my picks. I had New England Patriots winning the Super Bowl. I never went back on that one. I think it's still Purdue, but I think uh, it wouldn't shock me if Arizona cuts down the net. Raphael, um, General D and Travis kind of brought something to my attention. Where are the, the bets for the college baseball? I, I, don't, I haven't oh, yeah, been we, able we to, to, to see um, any of those on any of these websites. Normally, we don't put anything out on college baseball because you only get one act, one time, one action on one team, and so then you're heavy. If I put up LSU versus Maine, which me, us four guys can probably beat Maine, I'm not putting that much stock in how <laughs> LSU whooped on them last week. Uh, we only get one set of action. I think since baseball is not going to start on time, well, I think I'm going to probably put baseball odds probably starting next, uh, probably starting on Monday, but uh, probably low limits. I can guarantee you we're just going to get lopsided action. On a, on a big top team. Because let's face it, some of these big schools are playing some garbage teams, and uh, we saw it last week. Right, well, let's move to the Octagon. What are what are some of the main events coming up tomorrow night? Uh, some of the fights to look out for. Some of the fights to bet on. What are the ones that a lot of people are looking at? Well, there's one tonight uh, in Dublin, Ireland. Bellator 275. Mm-hmm. Austin Vanderford versus Gerard Musasi. Austin Vanderford is the wife. Of, of, of a hottie. He takes the belt. He's a $2 underdog. He wins tonight in Dublin. I'm saying he gets the upset. Uh, someone in that family has to win a fight. Paige Van Dan can't win a fight, <laughs> but her husband will win the fight tonight and bring home the gold. So I think I like him uh, uh, tonight on Bellator on Showtime. Uh, UFC, is that the big of a card this weekend? I mean, uh, the main event is a $6 favorite or $8 favorite. Bobby Green's going to wish he stayed at home and didn't sign this fight. Uh, but there's some kind of uh, a good action on this. I like Gregory Rodriguez at minus 160 versus uh, Armand Pastrosin. I think that's a good fight. So actually, that should be a $2 fight, not minus 160. So I think there's some good action. But next weekend, it's two guys that hate each other, uh, Jorge Masvidal and, and Colby Covington. These two people really do hate each other. Uh, I would not be shocked if they fight at the weigh-in before they get the <laughs> octagon. It's just, these two do not like each other. Yeah, somebody's getting knocked out in that fight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, Rafael, I mean, no parade for you this weekend. You just laying low. Just you told me over the over the phone. You texted me, "Hey, 
you're, you're not even going to eat any king cake. You're going to go out and get what? something else. Uh, yeah, I'm not the biggest uh, king cake fan. I will hit some parades tomorrow. As a friend of mine is writing tomorrow afternoon, so I'll go see that one. But I don't do the evening ones because, let's face it, I have to watch games. I got UFC, NBA, NHL, college hoops. You have to work. Boxing. Yeah, I got to watch some. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to work. I got to watch movies because it's Oscar season. We got the SAG Awards on Sunday. I have to watch that. So I'll catch a parade tomorrow. Uh, but uh, I'm not the biggest guy that's going to stand out in the, in the cold and evening uh, to catch bees. Well, Raphael, like, as always, we appreciate your time. Thank you for coming on the show. You could follow Raphael over on Twitter at VSI Doc Sports. Um, and you can go over every morning and see what he has over on his Instagram page and his YouTube page. And he could give you some help on what to bet on. So make sure you go check him out on all of his social media platforms. Very great stuff over there. Thank you, as always, Raphael. Take it easy, guys. Have a great weekend. Happy Mario Ground. Stay safe. All right. Thank you. You as well, ma'am. All right. So before we hit this break, um, we were kind of just talking about king cake. King cake. Oh, man. <laughs> My favorite is Dong Fong King Cake. That's that, I mean, it takes a year for you to get it, and it's, what, $40? But that's my favorite. I don't eat King Cake. You don't, don't eat King Cake? cake. I don't eat Cake. I'm not a sweet guy, man. Man. Makes sense. I'm He's sorry. from the West Coast. I'm not from the West Coast. I'm from, from Algiers, West, yeah. the cutoff. I went to Perry Walker. Don't do that to me. I don't know. LeBron's <laughs> kingdom. LeBron. Go ahead, Jordan. Rank your King Cakes. What uh, do you it's, think? it's just Dong Fong all day. That's it. <laughs> that's it. No Randazzo? Randazzo is probably okay. like, a, like a far second. But and, and Fong Antoine's King. another one that put a lot of sugar on there. No, I love the sugar. Stuff. Yeah. Give me a sugar stuff. roast. 8Ls is not bad. It's a little bit of distant for me. I have never had 8Ls before. Really? No. They have like a, on, on I've even had 8Ls, and I don't I, eat cake. I probably <laughs> have and just don't remember it because I just had Dongfong the past five years. Okay, fair enough. They have a little annex trailer right there on Metairie Road, and uh, you can go get, you know, kind of pop in and pop out. You don't have to wait in those long lines, but Randazzo's is is good to the last piece. I mean, it's oh, I bet good. it is. Yeah, I'm going to some parades after this. But, hey, we're up against the break. When we come back, we'll have Daniel Salerson. He's a part of the broadcast team uh, for the New Orleans Pelicans alongside with Todd Graffinini. So looking forward to having Daniel Salerson coming on out of this break to preview tonight's Pelicans game against the Phoenix Suns. We'll go to break. I'm Jordan Kleber. That's General D. Alongside Travis, you're listening to the flagship station of the New Orleans Pelicans ESPN Radio Advanced Eye Institute and Cutoff is your hometown eye care provider. Dr. Darby Chasson is here to serve the eye care needs of your entire family. Full-service eye medical and vision services are provided in a friendly atmosphere. For the latest in designer frames to advancements in astigmatism and bifocal contact lenses, call Advanced Eye Institute at 985-632-2884 for your appointment today or visit our website at visionsourceadvancedeyecutoff.com. Welcome to Allstate, where you can save just by being you. DriveWise and the Allstate mobile app gives you personalized driving feedback. And by adding it to your policy, you can save for driving safe just by being yourself. Allstate. Here, better protection costs a whole lot less. 
You're in good hands with Allstate. Click, call, or visit Allstate.com to save today. Not available in every state. Savings based on drive and other safeguarding discounts. Savings vary. Subject to terms and conditions. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Are you sick of your dead-end job? Do you crave a career with a better work-life balance, better lifestyle, or maybe you'd like to work from home? It's a new year. Time for a new career in IT. At My Computer Career, you could start your career in months, not years. Attend classes day or night, live online. And we've rolled back tuition to help meet the demand for IT workers. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. The man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. No, it's not Gus Kattengill. It's Jordan Kleber alongside with General D and Travis LeBron's scribe. I'm sure Daniel Salerson will appreciate that. We're joined with him, and we'll welcome Daniel Salerson in with that. And you can follow him over on Twitter at D. Salerson. Thank you for giving us some of your time. I know you're very busy. First game back from the All-Star break, Daniel. How are you doing, my man? I'm good. Good to hear from you, Jordan. How are you guys? We're doing well. Just talking all things Pelicans. We had Chris Connor on the show a little bit um, uh, a little bit earlier, just talking about what happened last night with Pelicans Twitter. I'm sure you saw all the tweets. I know you probably can't get into some of them because, you know, you are you, you are an employee of the New Orleans Pelicans, but how awesome was that to see 2,000-plus fans just back this Pelicans team after someone on the national media said, hey, just just relocate this team? Yeah, no, it was props to everyone involved with that spaces last night, and I wasn't able to join, but as you mentioned, Jordan, you were giving me a recap during it as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the fact that, one, gives credit to Kendrick for actually showing up and going in there despite what he's saying in there, but at the same time, um, look, this is important for the Pelicans fan base to, to get together in these types of situations, especially with such a dangerous thing to say about relocation. It's right. not just something you can just throw out there, you know, up in the air and say, oh, yeah, this team's going to relocate, you know, or they should relocate just because of X, Y, and Z. One, those things are ridiculous. It's just lazy to talk about. And so it was good for hopefully Kendrick learned a little bit about saying that because the team is not going anywhere. There'd be no benefit for them to relocate. The NBA wouldn't benefit them from relocating. And so it's just, it's nonsense. And the fact that it got so much attention um, was really disappointing as well with people retweeting it and ESPN promoting it. It's just, it's not a good idea to do. And so I really give props to one Chris Connor for setting it up and for everyone getting involved. David Grubb, Andy Thomas was in there last night. You name it, Antonio Daniels, who was mm-hmm. the voice of the Pelicans, basically, and what he's able to do. Um, without those people really fighting it and sticking up for the Pelicans fan base, I mean, some of this stuff w- would just be ignored. Yeah, let's put that behind us, though, because we have a very big game coming up. As I mentioned, this is the first game for your New Orleans Pelicans out of the All-Star break, and they're playing the best team in the NBA, and that is your Phoenix. Well, not your Phoenix. It's the Phoenix Suns. They're on an eight-game winning streak right now. What do the Pelicans have to do to knock off this super-hot Suns team? Man, I mean, it's going to be tough. I think uh, the one thing that they've been doing well in these two games, even though they've been lost, is, is they've been able to create turnovers. They've had 24 steals in the two combined games, so forcing turnovers. When they were in Phoenix the last time, which was not till November, the fact that the Pelicans got to a 36-22 to 
lead because of the turnover they were able to force. Unfortunately, the Suns came back because they're one of the best clutch teams in the league. But the Pelicans got off to a great start here in Phoenix. So I think getting out to a good start tonight is going to be key, especially with Phoenix playing last night in a back-to-back and still no Chris Paul. Devin Booker, who is only 25 years old, played 38 minutes. So he'll be able to deal with the back-to-back. But this is an opportunity for the Pelicans to take advantage of one of their star players not being there. But punching them out early, forcing early turnovers, I think it's going to be a major key for the Pelicans to walk out of here with a victory tonight. Yeah, I mean, this team can shoot and they have a big and DeAndre Ayton. What do the Pelicans have to do to just kind of contain him and just a bunch of these shooters that the, that the Suns have? Well, that's the thing. It's pick your poison. That's where Devin Booker can get so involved is because he had 12 assists last night. He had a career-high six steals. But there are so many shooters around him that are capable of knocking down shots, including him, Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, uh, plenty more guys. So with DeAndre, you basically got to play him straight up with Jonas. You can't really afford to double-team too much because those shooters will get wide open outside. So I think the big thing is going to be containing all of their guards and making sure that they kind of stay put and not get really out of their zone as far as putting up points tonight. So if you can contain those guys, they like to leak out as well on missed shots. Uh, Todd and I were noticing that last night when watching the game as, you know, Mikel Bridges after just a missed shot will leak out and they're very good in transition. So the fact that you kind of have to keep your head on a swivel with this team, they like to cut. They're very active without the ball. It's going to be really tough. Despite not having Chris Paul, they have one of the best benches in the league. They're deep, and so they have plenty of people to throw out there despite Chris Paul not being able to play tonight. We're talking with Daniel Salerson. He is a part of the radio broadcast crew for your New Orleans Pelicans. You could follow him over on Twitter at D Salerson. One more question for me, and then I want to let Travis and General D ask you a few things. Um, a, a few of the guys kind of mentioned – um, a player in Larry Nance Jr. that kind of arrived earlier this week and how he just embraced the city of New Orleans so quickly. What does a, what does a guy like him, his type of play and like just his attitude bring to this team and, and guys wanting to play here? Because we're always hearing there's, there's players that don't want to play here. So what does that say about him coming in and immediately latching on to what this you know, organization is trying to build? Well, one, it starts with CJ because, you know, CJ is the one talking with him every day and finally that he's here, you know, being able to kind of set the tone to what for Larry to expect. So Larry's such a good guy. He's always had a great reputation um, on the basketball court. He's been that versatility offensively and defensively. He kind of says yesterday he doesn't really have a position out on the court. He's a big man, but he can shoot. He's athletic. Obviously, he's been in the dunk contest before, um, but he can bring some versatility defensively as well. But, you know, what we heard from him off the court yesterday was exactly what Pelican fans need to hear, but it's the culture that Willie Green is, is bringing to this organization. I mean, despite what everyone says outside of New Orleans, doesn't know anything about the team, uh, Willie's building and establishing a culture here. Larry talked about what type of coach Willie is and being labeled a player's coach, but getting down to business, he goes, he's never experienced a coach like Willie before in a good way. And so the fact that you have him and CJ and Tony all buying in to what the Pelicans are offering, and look, you're a game and a half back of a playing spot right now. Um, there are some distractions out there, but these Pelican teams not worry about those. They can only control what they can control. And so, yeah, once you get Larry back, it's going to be huge. But for him to be already on the, you know, he was at shoot around this morning. He's traveling with the team while he rehabs his knee. Um, it says a lot about him buying in and really wanting to get the team to the playoffs. Hey, Daniel, this is General D. I got a question for you. Uh, based upon some of the uh, reports, it seemed as though Willie was talking about bringing Graham off the bench to give that second unit some more scoring punch. 
Plus, he's been struggling with his shot, the consistency factor. I think just trying to fit into the mold of, of like, you know, what's his role going to be now with, with the addition of CJ. Who do you see in the starting lineup tonight? I don't know if they've announced that yet because if I'm looking at it from an evaluation of just from the talent standpoint of who was able to contribute last, last game and I, I think can give you some veteran leadership as well, uh, kind of knows his role, stays in his lane, and allows CJ to be CJ and BI to kind of work off of him. Do you see, uh, you know, going with the starting lineup as being CJ, BI, uh, Jackson Hayes, as well as Herb, or do you see Snell in there? No, I see the first one that you mentioned. Um, they'll probably do that based on what they did uh, when they were kind of exploring things against Dallas. That was your starting lineup. So most likely tonight it'll be CJ, BI, Herb Jones, Jackson, and Jonas in, in that order, um, with Jackson playing four and Devontae being the first one off the bench. And look, Devontae basically played the same amount of minutes as a, in the second unit as he did in the starter. So everyone talks about the label of being a starter. I know some players, you know, really focus on that. But Devontae is a guy that played 25 minutes the other night. He had 12 points. I think he's able to play a little freer with that second unit. And look, when you lose a guy like Keel Alexander Walker, you lost some of those bench points that you had um, before the trade. And so that's what you need from Devontae coming off the bench. You need those points. And I think the way Jackson's been playing with Jonas and how they've been able to make that work, I think Willie is really up to tinkering these rotations and who comes off the bench and who might play later on in the game. But, uh, yeah, as far as tonight, I, I would expect Devontae to come off the bench in the starting lineup I told you is what they should throw out there against Don Phoenix. And the final question is, based upon some of your evaluation at practice being around the guys, I know, you know Green was going to be looking at some different lineups and getting some guys in the, in the game, seeing who was going to actually be on the floor a little bit more. Do you think this is the time that we see a little bit more of Trey Murphy the third, and maybe reduce the role of, of Garrett Temple? Yeah, I, I think we can. Um, no definitive answer until we see what happens tonight. But Willie talked about it yesterday as he was asked, like, do you still think about tinkering the rotations and trying to figure some things out? And he said, yes, you know, we were able to watch a lot of film during the All-Star break and what can help make this team better. And I think that's one of them. I think the tough thing is, is you know, Trey has struggled defensively, but you still need that shooting from him in the rotation. The Pelican team has really lacked three-point shooting. I mean, CJ basically was the only one that knocked down three the other day, not the other day, last week against Dallas. So Trey's threes can certainly help to that in the second unit. So do I expect it? I think you'll probably see a little bit more Trey Murphy, but – Again, tonight will be a nice kind of way to see what Willie is thinking as far as his rotations and his minutes and what we see not only tonight but in the future for the Pelicans. Daniel, um, this is Travis here. I'm going over these next 10 games, and uh, it looks like it's going to be a bit rough coming up. Um, you got Phoenix twice. You got my Los Angeles LeBrons. I mean, we might as well just call him that. Let's get out of here. We can just call him Los Angeles LeBrons, right? He's the only one playing. I mean, Is he really? I, I mean, can re- you got Le- you got what uh, Russell Brick Brick uh, what uh, yeah him and um, you got Utah Denver Memphis coming up seems like it's a bit of a a couple of mixing games with Sacramento and Orlando Charlotte and Houston as well but it looks like a, a rough stretch of games on the way what do you think the record would be uh, with the next ten games I, I've learned my lesson from predicting wins and losses <laughs> from the team a couple of years ago as far as games that I expect them to win that they don't in games I didn't expect them to win, and they do. So I'm not going to really give you a record, but I will say that, you know, looking up some things about this schedule, look, they play the most, in the last 23 games, they play the most teams that are under 500 out of any team in the league. So there's one advantage for you. 
but if you look at combined winning percentage of these teams, you had the eighth toughest schedule heading into the final 23 games. So wow. it's sort of an easier schedule, but not sort of an easier schedule. And I think it starts with these two road games. The biggest thing on these tough road trips, you mentioned this one, Phoenix and L.A., you can't go 0-2. you got to split. Figure out a way to at least get one, whether it's tonight against Phoenix or one against L.A. And then you're right. The next weekend, you're at Denver and at Memphis. You've had some success against Denver in Denver, but it's a completely different team, and you just never know what can happen. You can't be going to Ophers on these road trips. Can't be going to Oprah's on these homestands when you have Sacramento and Utah coming into town. No, they'll so, beat. They'll beat Los Angeles. You have no worries. They'll beat us. No, he's already I, putting out the. Never he's know. already Look at the NBA, and so you never want to say that. Oh, one game is going to be easier than the other. It, it would certainly help that Anthony Davis is on the floor, but yeah, it's going to be a challenge for this team. It, it's something that they can't afford to go on a long losing streak because one long losing streak could pretty much eliminate them. I think. Luckily, Portland has one of the toughest schedules left. They don't seem like they're in the winning mode um, based on the fact of the trade they made, plus Nurkish is out now for a month. But you have to worry about San Antonio. I think that's going to be the most dangerous team to the Pelicans as far as getting into this play-in because the Spurs just won't go away. And they've won two of the first four meetings against New Orleans this season. So if there's one team that's going to get in the way of them, I think it's the Spurs, not the Trailblazers. So that's the team you have to keep up with um, as far as your scoreboard watching until – the one they had to pass Portland first, but when it gets to that point, I think the Spurs are the ones that you have to look out for. Daniel, I know you're very busy, especially on days like today when the New Orleans Pelicans play, so we really do appreciate you taking 15 minutes of your time to talk with us um, like you do almost every single week. Anytime. Always happy to join you guys, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Absolutely. Hopefully the Pelicans could come out with a win tonight. You could follow them over on Twitter at D Salerson. Thank you always for your time. No problem. Thanks, guys. All right, guys. And with that, we're going to take one more uh, segment, and then we will that will conclude our two of the sports hangover. But right now, let's hit the break. I'm Jordan Cleaver. That's General D. Alongside Travis you're listening to the flagship station of your New Orleans Pelicans, ESPN Radio NOLA. It's time to have fun, so come on in. Come on in and win. It's magic. Come and feel the magic. Where winners play every night and day. Cash magic. It's the thrill of Las Vegas right here at home at your local Cash Magic Casinos with nine locations throughout southeast Louisiana. Come take a break, have some fun, and let us make you a VIP. At Cash Magic, you'll enjoy the latest video poker games, a fun, friendly atmosphere, and our famous Cash Magic VIP service. It's fun, so come on in and win like magic right in your own backyard at all nine Cash Magic locations in southeast Louisiana. Homa, Thibodeau, La Rose, Raceland, Galliano, Bayou Vista, and on the West Bank Expressway. You'll always be a VIP Cash Magic. Must be 21 or older. Valid ID required. Gambling problem 877-770-STOP. It's the President's Day sales event at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram, truck, or van at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. 
El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. The man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Final segment of Hour 2 on the Sports Hangover. I'm Jordan Cleaver, Travis alongside me and General D. Um, guys, let's switch things up a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about the NFL and so situation that's going on over in san francisco with the 49ers quarterback over there hey they made it far into the playoffs but they don't think that jimmy g's the guy do you do both of you see him staying over there in california with the san francisco 49ers or do you see him heading off somewhere else okay so jimmy g was never the guy (laughs) um I think we knew that when he threw a uh, closed-eyed interception. <laughs> that had to be one of the worst looks ever. Um, we Like we were discussing, like who, who takes the bait on that trade? Because the word is San Francisco wants a first-round pick, and you ain't getting a third for me from Jimmy Garoppolo. Like I, I, I can't give up a third. I, I just was complaining about Ryan Tannehill. You think I want Jimmy G on my team? Like, no way. I'm not doing that. We can touch base with Leo when he gets on later, but – I think the team that thinks that they're in a better situation than I think they really are in is going to be one, Tampa. Carolina as well. And Carolina is the other team. Yep, Carolina. So that's two teams that seem to have, like, I guess, you know, better things of of thoughts of themselves than I think what they truly are on paper. I think Tampa's going to lose (laughs) a lot of guys, you know, in free agency this this year. And I think that's one of the reasons that when, when Tom Brady assessed, does he want to go back there, it's not going to be the same team. So. And I think that's why he moved on, one, two, to be with his family, and possibly Jimmy G would be a, make a move there. But, man, look, as we were talking about before with Tannehill, we're talking about guys that are middle-of-the-road quarterbacks. And you cannot win Super Bowl. And you're not going to win Super Bowl with the road quarterbacks. And you have other guys that, you know, you, as you mentioned before, Lamar Jackson, who's waiting on a big payday. Oh, huge. Right? Record and, set. And there's a guy that, I mean, if you ask me, I think is an inconsistent passer. And I completely disagree. You know? I think – I think Lamar Jackson is a really good passer. I think the problem is they don't trust him enough to pass. I feel like you have to get him a consistent wide receiver, not a tight end. Not, And I know a lot of people will say, look around the league, you can say there are consistent tight ends out there. It's just Travis Kelsey is, is diff, a different breed, okay? There's one, of, there's one of him, there's one George Kittle. You can say Andrews is another number one. Like we said, he, he can. if you want to call him a number one, that's fine. Absolutely. I just don't agree with not having a number one guy at the wide receiver position. We watched the Saints just now try to play a season without a number one guy on the outside. If you want to join the conversation, you can call Buddy on our studio line, 800-998-1003, and he will make sure to put you on. But, no, kind of to that, there's another quarterback that I was reading in an article the other day that was underneath the Saints and what they should make a move for if they don't get Jameis Winston back in. That's a guy that they had a few years ago in Teddy Bridgewater. So oh I'd love to hear y- your take. I'm not a big, I'm not a fan, even though he's a great person. Let's stop the Richford. Yeah. Let's, let's not right, Richford. I, I, I do like old tires. I like, yeah. I like Teddy as a person. I think he is an actual backup quarterback in this league. 
He's not a guy you're going to win with. You've, you've kind of seen the scenario go down with two different teams. He doesn't push the ball down the field. And right now, you're looking at your starting quarterback to be able to kind of look at things to be able to take that top off the defense. And if you look at where the Saints fit in that equation, now obviously we have to see what happens with, with Kamara's suspension. But taking the ability of what we have as a positive of being able to run the football, it opens up things if you're able to take the top off. So you have to push the ball down the field. Teddy, even going back to his college days, was not somebody that was going to really take those chances and throw the deep ball. He was a very much a game manager, and people say, well, he was able to win when he was here. True, he did win. Look at but the talent had, around him. It had a lot to do with the talent around him. And everything you just said is why I precisely believe Lamar Jackson is a really good quarterback because there's nobody on that team consistently to take that t- to top off that defense. Like, nobody goes out there and looks at Hollywood Brown and says, yeah, we got to cover that guy with two people. Tyreek Hill goes out there. There are two people. There's a safety over there. There's a cornerback over there, and there's probably the strong safety probably looking underneath just to cover him. I mean, we saw Tyreek Hill in the playoff game catch a curl route and take it, what, 80 almost? That's a rare breed, though. It It, it, it is. But if you have just some consistency out there, that's all I'm asking. Don't don't tell me. I, I get you. I, I'm with you. Andrews is really good. But I don't want you to tell me that your best player on your offense to catch the ball from your all from your franchise quarterback is your tight end. You but just it, can't tell me that. It's scheme fit, too. So tell yeah. me the last time they've had a receiver who was a stud. They don't spend money. Right. That's, so, that organization doesn't I mean, spend money had, on anything out you there. You had so. um, who came from Carolina. Uh, what's his name? It, it's um, – not Calvin. No, uh, he was the main. He's on. He's on ESPN um, Game Day and stuff. Um, from Carolina. From Carolina. Uh, he was their main receiver for years. It's killing me. I can't think. Of oh, Steve Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Steve Smith Senior. Yes. Sir. Yeah. I mean, he was he was a stud for them, and he was a guy that was kind of an afterthought signing. Yeah. And actually became their number one yeah. because he had the ability to do some things after but, the catch. It, but that it, just think about that. Like their last number one guy, who you really look at and say, "Hey, look, that was a guy that they could they could go to." A, was Steve Smith Sr. That was after Carolina ran him out. But I think it back to scheme fit. So, you know, that's a team that never really valued the outside position. Never. Of pushing the ball down the field. They just Even run the ball. They run the they ball, run ball, play defense. The ball. That's their, that's their, 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 you know, that's their blueprint. But yeah. bringing it back to the New Orleans Saints, you kind of talking about all these other teams. Um, I know General D, you were talking about, hey, we have to still wait. What's going on with Alvin Camaro? Is there going to be, you know, how there long will is be that? A suspension right. How long? We know there's going to be a suspension, but how long will that be? Michael Thomas, can he stay healthy? And Jameis, Jameis Winston, I mean, it's that we're seeing players coming back from Achilles injuries like nothing. I know it wasn't an Achilles injury that Winston suffered, but I'm, I'm just saying. Seeing people come back. Yeah, from seeing people period. come back. What from do injuries. we got? With yeah, what do we have with him? Has Jameis tore his ACL before? I believe that he may be on his second. I don't. I don't know. I don't I'm, think so. I think I, he I may have one in college. I'm not 100 percent sure on I'm that. I'm not sure. But if that. we're talking about he's he's playing the one position where it's probably the easiest to come back from an ACL injury, which is quarterback. You can't touch him below the waist. I don't know if I've touched on this yet, but I just want to make sure everybody's clear. <laughs> is that Jameis Winston was a number one overall pick? He was a national championship winner. Yes, and he was a Heisman Trophy winner. The guy threw for over 5,000 yards in this league. Mm-hmm. Not somebody you're hoping. We talked about potential before. Yeah. We're talking about production. Yeah. Now, if you look at his deficiencies, is the fact that he's made bad decisions. It's also had to do with consistency mm-hmm. and, and having that constant voice. When Bruce Arians was – he was under Bruce Arians, oh, right? Bruce Arians' MO has been – Push the ball down the field, and takes a risk. first-year quarterbacks, is, it hits it's all with their interceptions 100%. Up. You look at Tom Brady's. Highest percentage of interception rate was, was first under, year with Bruce under Bruce Arians. Arians. Yep. Same thing if you look at Bruce uh, Ben Roethlisberger. 
It was the same thing. He had the most Andrew interceptions. Luck. Andrew Luck was yeah. another one. <laughs> so, so let's not talk about, you know, the fact that, oh, he makes poor decisions. I think the guy has grown up tremendously yes. from where he was. He has a family now. It looks as though he's all in about the Saints. We talk about guys that want to be here. He's in a rehab process right now wearing Saints gear. Yeah. He's working. The int- this is the other thing people don't factor in. The people in that organization, specifically the offensive team and even the defensive team, values Jameis Winston. They love him. They, they, they rally around him. He's a guy, and that's where I think people miss a, a, a lot with leadership. It's somebody that can get the most out of every, everyone else around them. And I think that's something that, that if you look at what Cam Jordan has said in many interviews about Jameis, he just brings that life to the building. Now, are there times that I'd rather be able to put the reins on him and re- reel him in? Yeah. Absolutely. Because, but one thing I don't want to have to do is try to light a fire under him. Yeah. And I think that's something that if you're looking at the, the you know, quarterbacks of the past, the thing that people also forget about is that being under Drew Brees, he was in the Harvard of QB situations mm-hmm. where Drew Brees' effectiveness wasn't about his actual physical tools. It was about his pre-snap read and understanding how to run this offense. So two years under Peyton and under Brees, that helped Jameis out tremendously. Now it's a matter of him getting on the field and putting these physical tools with it. But I think the thing that the Saints are missing more than anything, and you touched on it before, is a wide receiver to take the top off the defense. Yeah, man. It's 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 a different – the league is different now. And it, the league is, is – every year we say – every two years we can look at the league and be like, man, it's different from two years ago. So now I think if you don't have anybody that's actually blowing the top off a of defense, everybody's just pushing down and cramming down. I mean, you can say the, the person who the Saints have relied on to be the person to take the top off the defense is Kamara. And that shouldn't be. That should not be. It shouldn't be that way. Like, it should be – if you want to say Harris is stepping up, that's fine. Again, consistency is what we're looking for. That's why they made the move to try to get Odell so much. And, and that's another person. And we it got, was close. They were close. Yeah, to, you got to Godwin, to too, who's going to be coming off an injury as well. Um, there's some receivers out there. The, the prediction is that if they don't make the play for the uh, Russell, West, uh, Russell Wilson, they're going to use the pick on one of those wide receivers from Ohio. Is that or if they walk, let uh, Teron Armstead walk out the building, they might have to go off the tackle, and I know that's not a big you know, a piece that everybody's excited about. We can get into a little bit more. Call in, guys, because we'd love to hear your opinion on a lot of this stuff. Jordan? Yeah, 800-998-1003. Hour 2 is in the books. We'll talk with Marlon Faye right next hour. Um, probably just continue this discussion coming out of the break. You're listening to the flagship station of your New Orleans Pelicans, ESPN Radio NOLA. Ain't that tough enough?